You're with Pete, Matt and Kimber for Elite Pool Covers. Saving you water today for tomorrow. Next 94.5. Hello, welcome to a podcast. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. It's nice to have you on the podcast where we discuss the fact that my number two, my darling little number two, is just dropping some bombs at the moment. Some I absolute can't bombs. I help but feel like we need to clarify that it's the second child. It's the second Not child. Not just you dropping number two. <coughs> Excuse me. <No. laughs> Mm, yes, no, you're right. Uh, no, so there's that. Um, I I discovered something as well. I've I've well, I've discovered, rediscovered, I rediscovered, but rediscovered. It, it turns out that the wonderful Mix Fam, turned Milk Fam, uh, are also on board with this. But oh my god, did they have some incredible ideas? I feel like mm-hmm. it's something to do with your moustache. You reckon the milk thing? Hmm. Mm. Um, incident oh, yes. at the Perth Zoo. We put in a cheeky call to someone very special to the show, Maddie. Oh, well, you, it's not often you see violence and aggro at the zoo, not between people anyway, mm. but we did see a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's your tomatoes? Oh, I don't think they're edible. I don't think we should be eating anything from my vegetable garden. Just blanket rule. I think we're done. I'm the judge of that. Bring them in. Mm. Bring we'll them wait. In. We'll wait till they start actually going red. <laughs> and well, you remember there was a movie called Fried Green Tomatoes. There was too. So oh. maybe that's what they are. So if I start frying anyway. them up, they should be sweet. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Um, and this uh, this new tech from Woolies, which is, is very interesting. Won't someone think of the jobs? What about the jobs? Mate, what, mate, there's no people to put into those jobs at the moment anyway. Yeah. That's so true. Maybe this is a good thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, you'll hear more coming up. Have a podcast. She's the gold Logie winning girl who grew up in Perth and started her radio career right here with us. Her start on TV came in 2006 on Rove Live. These days, she shares a desk with Tommy Little on both The Project on Channel 10 and for your drive home on Mix 94.5. Please welcome part of the Mix family, Carrie Bickmore. And can you believe that the time on The Project is coming to an end? We can hardly believe it, Carrie Bickmore. Can you hardly believe it? Good morning. (sighs) Oh, do you know what? I've been okay. Good morning, first of all. I've been okay the last few weeks. Like, once I made the announcement, I then think I knew I had so long to go. I had, like, eight weeks. So I was like, I've got ages. And then this week, yesterday, I sobbed my whole way into it. I was like, oh, shit, how am I going to get through this final show? Well, I guess, like, what's the deal now, Carrie? You just thought, oh, I just need some more time to do some more loads of washing at home and a few other things. Like, what (laughs) what were you thinking? Yeah, my friends have said to me, you know you miss the best time of day with the kids not having to put them to bed and I do realise that after a week of it I might be calling saying guys uh, can I come back they really really seem to struggle not having mum around a bit more Um, and I just think you know there's lots of things also in the TV world that I want to do and I always said that I didn't want to leave um, hating the job. I wanted to leave loving the job. And I could have sat there till I was 80, to be honest. I love it so much. But I just want a new adventure. I want to try my hand at something new. I just need a change. Carrie, Carrie, I've been doing the after-school stuff for years. Don't do it. Don't do it, Carrie. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> it's make okay. You fool. You fool. She's only doing it momentarily until there's another TV thing. She just said, I want other opportunities. Other, it's just, this is just temporary kids. I've got a few moments for you and then you're going to drive me away. More than that. Yeah, I won't probably do another nightly thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But Carrie, you, there's there's very little left for you to achieve on the show because you've made Steve Price upset. 
He's, he's, he's showing a great deal of emotion about you leaving. So that's it. It's all been achieved. I know. I mean, what's that, hey? No, Pricey and I yeah. um, have known each other pretty much. He started, I think, about three or four months after we started the show. So he's been there as, almost as long as I have. Yes. Um, but um, he's done some amazing stuff for me over the years. He's raised so much money for my foundation. and But I'll, I'll miss giving him shit on a Monday night. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, we've, uh, we've got a little uh, a cheeky grab here of just some of... Uh, of our favourite moments. Take a listen. Ashley and Tomics wins yesterday. Oh, it's- <laughs> this is goals. You're watching the project. Virgin's targeting key corporate routes, hoping to win over Qantas. Excuse me, Qantas customers. <laughs> now, <it's- laughs> well, Actually, Hughie and Charlie are coming back um, for the final show, so I'm sure that clip with uh, Charlie there will oh, get nice. a run. That'll get a Charlie run. In a while. One, uh, one thing that sticks out for your career, one major story or something before we let you go, Carrie? Um, you know what? Um, I will be honest and say that it would be starting my foundation because I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't won the Logan speech um, and that only happened because of the project and now $20 million later we've got our first patient on a trial um, at our brain cancer centre that we've established and quite genuinely I can't believe it and it wouldn't have been possible without the project. So that will oh. forever be, I think, one of the greatest oh, things. Good for you. Huge effort, Carrie. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good on you, Carrie. Nice to catch up with you and the great news knowing that uh, you are for a while now going to be on Mix 94.5 from 3 yes. with Tommy Little. So that is fantastic news. And, uh, yeah, congratulations on a stellar so career much. on the project, mate. Nice to catch really up. Really appreciate your support. Good on, Carrie. Good on you, Carrie. Bye, Bye Carrie. Bye. Now, of course, we all love the zoo, you know, taking the kids to the zoo. I, I love going to the zoo as an adult, you know, you're seeing the animals in sort of their natural environment and it's, it's, it's a spin-out, right? But what you don't expect to see is people climbing into the enclosures and grabbing the animals. I don't know if you saw this story, KC, there at the Perth Zoo. Oh, it was terrible. I saw a couple of people actually posted it on Reddit, which is where I first saw it, was because a couple of people in Perth climbed into the enclosure of the Galapagos Galapagos tortoise Mm. and uh, let their kid in there to take some photos and people in the public were yelling at them saying, get out of the enclosure, and they were being told, basically, see you later. It was ridiculous. And, of course, we've got to go to the experts on this. Uh, We cross now to our regular police liaison officer, Senior Sergeant Simon Sirius. Good morning to you, Sergeant. What happened? Uh, good morning, Pete. Good morning, Kimber, and a big hello to you, Matthew. Yeah, thanks, guys. Look, uh, police will allege that a bunch of uh, drongos uh, went inside the Galapagos tortoise enclosure, and police will further allege that this group then went the full drongo and started doing the homelink manoeuvre on said Galapagos tortoises in order to grab a good selfie or selfie. Well, apparently there were members of the general public that tried to stop these people. Have you spoken to any of them? Uh, look, witnesses of the event have told police that they called out to the perpetrators for being drongos uh, and that they should stop their drongo activity. And they were met by a barrage of entities uh, that essentially translates to thank you very much for the feedback, but we're just fine as we are. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously, police are keen to speak with the tortoises themselves, but at this stage, they are not talking. Sorry, Senior Sergeant Simon Sirius, did you just say that the tortoises aren't talking? Yeah, very well observed, Matt. I did say that. It's a, a little-known fact, a very sad fact, that the Galapagos tortoises are basically under the thumb of uh, cartels linked with links to mainland South America. 
uh, these amphibious reptile gangs. And basically, we've had to set up a tortoise task force led by lead detective Brett Hare uh, because these tortoises live under the strict code of silence. And we really do need one of them to be brave enough to come out from under their hill. Right, OK. A tortoise task force. I, I didn't realise there was so much need for police involvement, Senior Sergeant Simon Sirius. Oh, Pete, if you've been in the force as long as I, you've seen some things and none of us that will, uh, there, were there can ever forget what we saw in the Great Sloth uh, gang fight of uh, 1993. Oh, honestly, thank goodness that we have you. We know we only get to talk to you when, you know, there's all these very big situations going on. So thank you so mm. much for your time. Uh, we at WA Police, uh, thank you for your support. If you're the kind of person who avoids the self-serve checkout because you're just trying to keep some young person in a job, mm. yes. this is going to make you mad. The scan and go. Scan and go. It's a contactless shopping option that Woolworths has now introduced. Yeah. And uh, it's in 66 stores across Australia with the plan to move to more. And the idea is, like, it just looks, sounds like you're playing Pong in the background. I am playing Pong. <laughs> what do you think I was doing? <laughs> the idea is you're meant to get the Woolworths app uh. and then you scan product barcodes as you walk through the store. So then you get to go to this special checkout on the way out. So you're just scanning barcodes flat out. And then as you leave, you just put your phone up against this scan and go machine and it basically oh. charges your phone. And so you okay. get to just then walk out with your goods and you don't have to like go through the scanning process one at a time, put it in the trolley and all that jazz. So it's a, is a, it's a trust method, right? Well, you don't have to weigh anything or when you get to the, to the counter? Well, I suppose so. I don't know how they do it. They just say you scan the products as you walk through the store and then you finalise your shop by paying through the app and presenting the QR code at the dedicated checkout at the store. There surely would have yeah. to be somebody at the end of the store checking right like it it makes because if you're literally just going through you could be popping things into your basket and not scanning them yeah and then wandering on out they do you guys heard of tesco's the supermarket chain yeah. in the uk yes. yep. so yeah. they did this but without the actual scanning thing they've got cameras all throughout the supermarket and it just watches you take things off the shelf uh, it records that you're doing it and putting it into the basket, and then oh, it, it just really? automatically, it automatically on your way out, just charges you for it. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, so yeah. A step ahead of this, but yeah, I don't know. I think you'd still have to have somebody on the end there, just going, "Hey, what's in your bag?" Well, they're saying too the artificial intelligence scales that they're using, mm. so you can put your fruit and veg and stuff in, and it will automatically weigh them and tell you exactly right. what it is. It not only weighs the item, it can predict what type of fruit or vegetable it is. So you can you can't keep putting everything through as carrots now. Okay, so because he looks like the kind of guy that would have avocado as opposed to mango. Well, <laughs> like Paul would just be paying the carrot price for avocado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's getting even faster and quicker and less people. And have we got one here in Perth? Oh, I don't know if we've got one here yet. I doubt it. Sixty-six over Australia. We're always the last to be thought of, aren't we? Mm. Twenty twenty-eight. They're looking at it for Perth. <laughs> it's not in I got somewhere run past you, okay? And I've only just I don't know I don't know if I say discovered it or rediscovered it. All right. Yeah. But I am well deep into a new tradition just before bed. Bedtime tradition. A tall glass of icy cold milk. Bang. And it is heaven. 
It is absolute heaven. And the kids are into their, like, yeah, you rediscover or discover a few things when you have kids along the way. Like, I'm back into all sorts of things like Dunkaroos and roll-ups and, like, a lot of the stuff that I had when I was kid, got kid snacks. Well, they were things we weren't allowed to have in our lunchbox. Well, we were allowed occasionally to have, like, those in our lunchbox. And then you sort of disappear as you become a bit of an adult and then Mm. they come back, right? But the kids will have a cheeky bit of milk before they go to bed. And then for some reason, like, a couple of weeks ago, I was just like... Give me that. I just went. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this. that's what it's Santa's all over it, right? Yeah, Christmas Santa is like milk and cookies and beer, and it all goes together. Milk and cookies and beer. Well, isn't that the deal? Yeah, I mean, he, doesn't he have all of the things? We usually leave. You out leave milk those and out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't know that beer was a thing. Oh yeah. It I depends thought... what part of his shift he's on when he gets to your place. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we're being too the generous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've man, I'm putting I'm putting a mug in the freezer now. The day before. And I'm getting that mug to chill, and then I'm dropping a bit oh. of milk in there, and I'm just... Is milk good for you before mm. bed? Is, I thought it was warm milk. I thought the idea was that it was so that you don't, you're not trying to get your digestive system to start working. I don't cold know. cold milk means your body's working on trying to keep it to body temperature, right? So you're actually using your digestive tract. Oh, there's too I much going on there. I believe it's very good for you, yeah. particularly if you have a shot of scotch in it as well. Is that right? Okay, yeah, I'll have to yeah, try yeah. a yeah. shot of scotch. have milk at home. What? I don't even At have all? milk in the fridge. I've got like UHT milk in the cupboard in case people come over for a cup of tea. Oot oh, milk. God, living the dream. Is I that, don't drink milk. I only drink milk when we have a like a cup of tea here. Is that, that stuff in the cartons? Yeah. The, the stuff that doesn't go bad. Right, okay. That's real milk. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kimber's living wartime. War wartime. Well, I mean, I quite like <laughs> it. I quite like the taste of UHT milk. Do you really? I do, but I just don't. What else do you drink milk in? Why, Mate, I don't know what it is. Why would you cartons of it in the fridge? But it's just, it's crisp. It is absolutely yeah. crisp. And I would like to open up the phones this morning. We have a mixed fam, but I want to hear from the milk fam this morning. He's still doing it. At the tender age of 37, I've rediscovered milk before bed. I just want to hear from you. He's still doing it. Oh, it's so good. Jason in Jundana. Now, Rami, the producer, gets to write notes in the little thing on my screen here uh, about people that are calling. He says, Pete, you're going to love Jason. Why am I going to love you, Jason? Pete, I uh, am a big fan of cold milk before bed. Yeah. Mixed, Mixed with some dark chocolate. Oh. Have a couple of dark chocolate. Jason. Next level. Jason. I mean, it's not the milk part that you're selling there, is it? It's the dark no. chocolate. Oh, no, no. It's the chocolate and <laughs> like, the milk. Jason, can you, t- can you talk us through this discovery? There are things that, you know, the human race has discovered over time, and I feel like you've stumbled upon something here. What was it that led you to that? Was it just a spark one night you thought, I'm going to drop some dark chocolate in this milk? You know, this is how sad my life is, guys. It mm. started as an eight-year-old as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Cadbury used to do furry friends, little uh, little oh, yes. milk yes, chocolate bars. Yes, yes. And I used to love getting those out of my grandma's fridge before bed and uh, having that with milk. And it's just grown from there. Oh, Jason. Yeah. I wouldn't say sad, mate. You're onto something. I'm going to try that. <laughs> well, because you know that the penicillin was discovered by accident by Alexander Flory. So a bit of, a bit of you know, whatever just fell into the Petri dish. And maybe that's what happened with, with these people with their chocolate milk. It just fell in. That's right. And I went, hello. That's pretty good. Um, Michelle in Eden Beach, all we're seeing here is, OMG, new milk method. <laughs> What's your new I've milk got... method? <laughs> I've got one up for you, Pete, from um, the last guy. Okay. Um, so I put a little bit of milk in the bottom of some glasses. I put them in the freezer, and then at night time we make in a plastic container either some Milo or some hot chocolate, 
and we pour it over the frozen milk, put in a marshmallow, and it's not like milk adding ice, and it's not like cold milk. It is icy with icy bits. Oh, Michelle. Genius. Genius. Mm. That's my mind being blown right now. Oh, it's so nice, Pete. Oh, Michelle. That is amazing. Good for hot days. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm flying blown away. I'm so out of my depth here. I'm going, blown away. I don't even have milk in the fridge, and you guys have all got multiple things to do with milk. You've got your oot stuff, your oot. The, the, the UHT stuff's only there for when guests come over, because you want to have a cup of tea or coffee, I can't put any milk in it. Um, Linda in Coolblup, can you please tell us about your mum? Yes, my mum can drink up to six litres of milk a day. Oh. Oh. Yeah. She can actually sell a two-litre milk without taking a breath. Has she got good bones? Yes, yeah, she actually does. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I bet she does. Yeah, yeah, she drinks milk for dinner. You'll be like, oh, what do you want for dinner, Mum? No, I'm right, I've got milk. Yeah, <laughs> and that will be her dinner. <laughs> Six litres of milk. Gee, that's a yes. lot. Uh, Rami, the producer, would like to know how her bowels are doing. <laughs> um, I don't ask that question. <laughs> Let's get her on the phone. Let's give her a call, Pete. Ask her about her bowels. <laughs> Your bowels going? <laughs> it'll be a very quick. It'll be a very quick phone call. It'll be like, hello. Oh no, I've got to go. <laughs> I love getting out in the garden. Big mm. garden person. Big on indoor plants and big on the garden outside. I'm just really into it, and I've accidentally got a green thumb. Okay. And I didn't know. Like many years ago, I took some cuttings from some people because I was too poor to buy plants and they absolutely took off and I went, oh my God, I think I'm actually okay at this. And since then have fallen in love with plants and I'm super passionate about it. So then I decided, um, sort of start of COVID, I thought maybe I should get this veggie garden going because it makes more sense to grow things that we can eat instead of just look pretty. So I spent hundreds of dollars. (laughs) It is expensive, isn't it? Hundreds of dollars on soil. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh To fill one of those, like, $30 veggie beds is hundreds of dollars of soil. Mm. It's ludicrous. And um, my partner, James, bought me a bunch of fruit and veg and said, here you go. Go crazy. Now, I didn't really know what I was doing. And in the process of it taking too long for me to fill it with soil, etc., I lost a lot of that produce. But by the time I actually got to bury them and put them in, I ended up with a handful of beetroot and a handful of tomatoes, right? Like that's all I had left. Put them in and nothing came of it. I got a lot, I've got a few bugs. Mm. Um, a lot of things died and that was sort of it. And I've just let it go because like there's nothing in there growing. Jeez, that green thumb lasted a while, didn't it? It didn't do- last that long at all. <laughs> it doesn't work no. on veggies, man. I've never been able to grow veggies. I'm terrible. And so I turn around last week and, oh my God, I've got tomatoes. <gasps> yeah, they're pretty hard. Yeah. Carrot, carrot, cabbage, cabbage. Tomatoes, you say. No, I mean, it's sort of that. a weed, really. Um, so you say that. You say that. But I don't know now whether they're edible. I've got about six green tomatoes growing. Yeah. Right. Um, and I don't know how long they're supposed to be in there for, but I'm just saying that these have been in there so long now that even though they might be fruiting, I don't think they're safe to eat. So they haven't gone red. They're not turning red. Oh, they're not red yet. No, they're definitely no, no. not red. How big are they? 
How big? I mean, this sort of like one's about that size. The at palm the of your hand. Not quite the palm of my hand. Not quite the palm of your hand. Do you know what kind of tomatoes they are? No clue. Like, are they are they the the thick round ones? Are they yeah, Roma a, tomatoes? No, they're not or are they just your standard just sort your of stock standard garden tomato? Okay, but they're they sound great. like they'll be great. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I don't know how long they take to fruit or whatever, but they've been in there about eleven months. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That's, okay. That's oh, okay, that is a bit long. That's About a bit 11 long. months but, and I'm finally growing tomatoes, but yeah. it feels like I shouldn't eat them. No, don't uh, eat them. If they go red, I'd eat them. Tell us about your first harvest. Okay. That time where you're like, do I have a crack at this? Because you, you take so much love and you think they're going to be great. You might bite into it and go, oh, it's disgusting. Or you might go, oh, this was so worth it. And I don't know what I'm going to get. Antonio in Sinagra, good morning. Uh, buongiorno, guys. Bon How are you? Oh, bon Antonio, <laughs> have you tried to grow something? How was your first harvest? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Just going way back when I was a kid, we used to have those boxes called magic mushroom. You grow your own in the box. Oh, I love magic yeah. mushrooms. Uh, they're, 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 they're eatable, Matt. They're edible. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Nice one, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've just been trying to grow that for, uh, for about six months and then finally... Yeah, one or two came through, but heaps of worms and flies and everything hanging around. But finally got there. Oh, so <laughs> they did. Good. They came yeah. good. So it doesn't really matter how long the mushrooms were in there; they're still safe to eat. Uh, yeah. Yes. Of course. Of course. Yes. Or else I wouldn't have um, sold them. Okay. Uh, to, to, yes. to everybody. But yeah, no, no, it's all good. And yeah, it's a strange one with your tomatoes. It's still green. I'm a veggie man, and um, you know, work as as yeah, fruit and veg manager. But um, yeah, that's a strange one to me. Oh, they're like still this, green. They're still. And you wait that long for them to turn up and uh, there's a bit to of mealy them. bug in there. They definitely had some bugs going. I did yeah. have to kill a few things on the, along the way. I mean, if you planted them in November of last year, they should have they should have fruited around you know the end of summer into autumn. Oh. Sh- surely by then. Good <laughs> <laughs> cheeky little um, story to tell you guys about my number two, who I'm telling a lot of stories about these days. My little Isabella, who we call the character. She's got a lot going. That's on. That's why she's got yeah exactly. You got a lot yeah. of stories. If you're the character, you got stories. That's a very good point. And it's, it's this one. It's this one in the family of the young kids of three. Can I say yeah, say it. Somebody say menu love. She's a cheeky one. And she's good no, fun. You're doing a great job, bud. Thanks, great mate. Job. Appreciate it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, on Tuesdays, we do swimming lessons. I'm going to show you guys a face. All right? This is the face that I pulled yesterday after she said what she said to me, okay? <laughs> That's a face. Oh, that Can is you describe a face. what's going um, on it's here? It's sort of like a, I don't know how to answer that, honey. Why did you say that? Where has this come from? Where is this going face? Are you actually mine? Yeah, a little bit of both for both of you. You both get dings. Mm. Congratulations. Uh-huh. Yours, Kimber. Is yours, Maddie. Yeah. Um, so we go to swimming, and swimming's a bit of a, a cheeky little treat afternoon if they do something that they haven't done the previous week. All right? So, okay. like, that might be going uh, into the pool in the first place, which is kind of nice. Um, in Isabella's case, she's actually getting to the stage where she's starting to duck dive under the water. I love this type of parenting where you're rewarded, uh, where the kid is rewarded for just doing the thing that they're asked to do. Everybody gets a rhythm. <laughs> it's, it's 2022. We're going to swimming okay. lessons. All you have to do is learn to swim. Hey, Good getting, job. Getting out of there without one of them crying or screaming is a big win. All right? It's a uh-huh. huge win. So anyway, yesterday she did something that she didn't do the previous week, where she did a cheeky little duck dive under the water. Nice. And she came nice. back out and, it, you know, it was just so exciting. We were all so happy because it, it was a bit of a struggle for her to put her face in the water in the first place. 
And so because of that, we get to go to the uh, little kiosk there at the pool and they get to choose a treat. Nice. And the treat that they wanted to choose today was this. You're under arrest. Oh, yeah? Let's see who can blow the biggest bubble. An easy match for good tasting, super soft hubba bubba. Big bubbles, no trouble. No troubles. Bubble gum. Hubba Hubba bubba. bubba. Yeah. And not the little squares either, but the tape. Oh, the, the tape. Oh, tape. Yes, Tell me they got yes, black currant yes. flavour. They do, yeah, and that's the, the one that she flavor. went for. And yeah. the but the issue is, right, with, with bubble gum, what are you not meant to do with bubble gum? Um, I don't know, is there a rule? Stick it on anything? You're not meant yeah, to swallow you're not it, meant guys. To take it. Oh, you're not meant to swallow of it because of course seven it stays years in, that's to right. break down in your stomach. Stays in your stomach for seven years. So she's got hers, she pops it in, choo 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 choo, and then oh, disappears. Oh. Yeah. And I looked at her and I said, Isabella, I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times, honey, you can't do that. You can't swallow it because it stays in your belly for seven years. And you know what she said to me? She goes, Dad, I do it because it's delicious and I live my life free and delicious. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love love it. I don't know what I'm meant to do with this kid. You don't have to do anything. She's she's forging her own path. Yeah? She is. With seven years worth of gum. At a t- well, I'm not so sure about that, by the way. I think that's one of those old... Because I, I grew up knowing knowing that the Hubba Bubba got attached to your appendix, right? So it's, <laughs> I, don't, and also, I don't think this is coming from doctors. People swallow Lego. They're fine. Yeah. No, at least yeah. she hasn't swallowed Lego yet. <laughs> Silver lining on everything. That was Pete, Matt and Kimber for Elite Pool Covers. Swim warmer for longer. Next 94.5